0: This episode is brought to you by R1 RCM, a leading provider of technology-driven solutions that transform the financial performance of hospitals, health systems, and medical groups. R1 delivers proven, scalable operating models that power sustainable improvements to net patient revenue while reducing operating costs. To learn how you can build a future-ready revenue cycle today, visit us at www r one rcmcom slash Beckers.
1: Hello and welcome to the Beckers Hospital Review podcast. My name is Will Riley with R1RCM. Today, I'm joined by Shada Udasi. Shada is Associate Chief Quality Officer at WVU Medicine. Shada, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here with you.
1: Awesome. Let's start, Shada. Just t- tell us a little bit about you, your background, your role, and tell us a little bit about WVU, please.
0: Right, sure, happy to. So I am um professor in pediatric hospital medicine. That's my clinical background. And I've done fellowship in um a master educator. Uh, and also in healthcare quality, so those are my focus or my passion areas. Um, I currently serve uh, in the role of associate chief quality officer at uh, WVU Medicine, which stands for West Virginia University Healthcare System. Uh, which the mothership is in Morgantown, West Virginia, and I joined this organization not that long. Uh, but still feel very much part of this organization, um, which was in February of last year in 2022. Um, and in this role of, 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 as Associate Chief Quality Officer, my goal is to help the organization with improving healthcare quality, safety, and patient experience uh, across the whole healthcare system and it's a growing organization. Uh, We are um, now uh, have 25 hospitals within our system and it's growing in numbers. And um, main mission is keeping the West Virginians healthy and of course uh, our community healthy and uh, providing uh, well-being among our community. Uh, And of course, we also serve uh, as part of the surrounding states, which uh, we do have a hospital in Maryland. One uh, is in uh, Pennsylvania uh, and um, Ohio State. So it's a huge catchment area, but we are really proud to be able to go beyond uh, our means to help our community in improving healthcare and providing access uh, to healthcare to our area.
1: Excellent. Thank you. That's great. I wanted to talk about access and we'll return to that towards the end of the podcast. Um, We want to cover today a number of the big topics that are engaging healthcare leaders as we transition into 2024. Um, I'd like to start with an area that's a challenge for many, which is around payer and provider relations. Always an area of some conflict, but recently it seems like it's become an area of real contention and challenge for healthcare providers. Can you tell us a little bit about how that's playing out at uh, WVU?
0: Well, at WVU, we Think we believe in more of partnership rather than contention because I think ultimately we all have common goal to do the best and the right thing for our community that we serve. So we are constantly working with uh, the peers and uh, trying to work collaboratively how we can make things better for each other and. Ultimately, again, with the common goal uh, to be able to provide right services uh, to our uh, region and our population that we owe all this to.
1: Can you tell tell us about some of the ways that you do that? Because some health systems are really struggling to be able to do that.
0: Uh, again, I way. think um, I may not have all the exact details, but uh, in that sense, of course, having regular um Negotiations or meetings, which is always much more helpful um, and having keeping those discussions ongoing. I know everyone is very busy and uh, there are a lot of priorities, but uh, this is equally important uh, for keeping ourselves financially. I mean, independent and of course um, we do need to have a strong relationship and that develops by having regular interactions and talking face to face and sharing the challenges and coming up with solution that works for both the sides. Yes. And I think that is one of the key things that our team have been working on and of course, uh, they can tell more specifics how frequently they're doing and how they're going about it. But that's the general approach. Yeah,
1: okay, very good. Another area where we see health systems um, struggling to be proactive, uh, perhaps is a good way to say it, is in the regulatory space. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you tackling that? And maybe answer this from the perspective of your role and your focus on on quality and safety. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you um, addressing um, regulations, WVU?
0: Well, the regulation. Um, uh, we know there's a not star that we want to achieve the very best for our um, community in terms of health care and provide the best health care with best experience during the toughest time our families go through. And to do that, uh, there do need to be certain metrics, uh, quality measures that we keep ourselves accountable to. And of course, that's the purpose of a lot of these regulatory uh, bodies that uh, are there. Uh, So I think of it is they're helping us all to follow certain standards. And I strongly believe, there should be a minimum high standard,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not just having minimum standard. To me, a minimum high standard is very important. And for that, you do need to have some regulation that every organization, regardless a person goes into a big tertiary care center or they go to a small community hospital, their care should be at the same, same level the same disease or healthcare, uh, if they are providing that, there shouldn't be a difference in the quality of care. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the main purpose that we need to have some of these regulations. And if we take it in that way, we don't think of it as our enemy or some people that are trying to constrain us, but they're helping us mm-hmm. um, to excel ourselves and push ourselves uh, to do the very best. And from that perspective, um, I think um, it creates an accountability all across. And that's one of the reason our organization has also helped with various smaller uh, hospitals or Practices that were struggling managing all these things by themselves because of lack of resources or staffing or whatever. That when they join us, when they have partnered with us, uh, we can share all the resources that we have and help each other become the best. Yeah, okay. and. Uh, That has been very gratifying and our leaders um, in our organization, which is Albert Wright and um, Dr. Clay Marsh and uh, Michael Grace, um, Michael Edmond, who's our CMO, and um, our chief quality officer, Allison Suttle. I mean, they are wholeheartedly invested and creating that accountability so that the standard of healthcare in all the WEU hospitals is same. So we have created these affinity groups that we have regular communication with other hospitals from quality perspective. What kind of measures we need to have from um, perspective of regulation, um, and in fact, going pushing ourselves beyond those regulatory because a lot of these regulatory are. basic safety measures. Um, And I think uh, we, of course, need to go even beyond that uh, and uh, do even better than those regulatory measures that are in place. And that's what we are constantly striving for. Mm -hmm. And um, We know from quality perspective, or we talk about high reliability organization, which we are moving towards and creating that infrastructure that regardless of whatever time of the day or week, it's a weekend or weekday, nighttime or daytime, or any time of the year, there shouldn't be any variation in the quality of Care that we provide.
1: What's top of your quality agenda uh, in 2024? What are you uh, hoping to accomplish?
0: Well, we have a few things that are being prioritized. Uh, one of the key components we have been focusing on with such a big, huge uh, healthcare system is trying to bring all the hospitals at that level um which is uh, basic foundational measures of quality and safety to be in place and uh, creating a culture of safety which is important and some people say oh that's uh, that should always be there. But uh, when you acquire different hospitals, you have to work with them and bring everyone to that same level. Mm -hmm. Um, So our organization is working on safety culture all across the system and also just culture. So people feel very comfortable talking about concerns related to uh, safety of patients or quality of care. If it is not up to the standard, we need to talk about it without any hesitation. And accepting that is the first step in trying to address those problems. Um, So every area is at different levels. So we are trying to bring everyone to that higher level. And um, uh, it never ends. (laughs) uh, To us means if you're not working or moving forward in improving quality, you're getting behind. Yeah. So
1: you mentioned the patient experience earlier on as a focus area for you. Can you tell us a little bit about how you've seen patient expectations of their healthcare encounter change over the last few years?
0: Absolutely. I think uh, with the, the digitalized world that we are living in with access to internet and what's going on in different hospitals um the expectations of our patient um, and our community has evolved um i know in the past uh, people used to think just providing health care they used to think they're doing a great job in this day and age just that you're providing health care is not good enough. Are you providing the best possible health care, which is the most evidence-based um, uh, care, and uh, which is compassionate care also? And you are providing an environment to the patient and the family that is calming and soothing, clean, with staff that is very friendly, um, these are expectation that were not there. If you talk about five years or even a decade before. Mm-hmm. So customer service, um, a lot of these other um, uh, companies that we have, um, hospitality has become a big thing in healthcare, which was not as it was there to some extent, but now the expectations have increased. Yeah. So we do follow what various uh portal management systems are doing, providing customer service or even aviation industry, what kind of customer service are the airlines providing? And we're learning from all these areas and trying to implement those things in our healthcare or even um, in some of the conferences, uh, they take you to um, Disney um, Mm -hmm. and share with the leadership how Disney takes care of their customers. And can we learn from these experiences and incorporate some of uh, those things into healthcare? Yeah. So we are coming a long way and um, uh, our patients and families are much more aware and educated these days. Sometimes uh, not for the right reason. Sometimes they do get information that is not always accurate, but a lot is available on the internet. Yeah. And we do have to understand and very calmly um, agree which they could be correct in. And of course, explain when those things may not be applicable to their condition. Yeah, um, And certainly not get offended like some people may right. get offended by being challenged or questioning. So challenged uh, being challenged in healthcare is... Um, an expectation now that we need to be ready with and not be offended by it until we have good uh, rapport with our uh, patients and families sure
1: uh, can i end with a question around access and and opening up access to underserved vulnerable populations what are you doing at wvu to uh, include those people in their healthcare system
0: that's a wonderful question. So WE is, is all about the mission and vision is serving Appalachian population. Um, and we, of course, are addressing all the social determinant equity. And of course, that includes the vulnerable population. Our biggest challenge is uh, the outreach because um, most of our state is in the mountains and um, a lot of communities do not have easy access to specialized care and in some areas they don't even have primary care. So our organization has been working hard to create a lot of outreach um, clinics, primary care to base specialized care, care uh, across the state where we can help our uh, patients and families and communities by reaching out to them. Uh, We are also, of course, along the way, looking at what resources can be provided to help with the transportation, if that is one of the contributing factors that inhibits uh, or compromises their care. But um, you have it's a multi pronged approach. So you have to address various things. And uh, fortunately, one thing from COVID has that has been really helpful is the telehealth. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have expanded and continue to expand our telehealth system, which is uh, making things much more easier uh, for even clinicians uh, that are far off if they need help or. Patients can, of course, come to their primary physician, and if they need to see a cardiologist, like my husband is a cardiologist, so they can do a telehealth appointment and be able to reach out that way. So that has been very effective, the combination of those two things, but of course, these are ongoing um, efforts that we continue to work on.
1: Perfect. Shada, we're, I think, right at the end of our time. So thank you so much for giving us that view of what's going on at WVU. It's been so interesting listening to you. Thank you for your time. Pleasure. Thank Thank you you so much for having me.
0: Thank you.